Hi. Welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Designs podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Ramesh uh, Balasubramaniam. He's uh, with International Rectifier, but uh, I'm going to talk to him today in his role with the uh, spec working group uh, for PM Bus at the PM Bus organization because uh, they've... Uh, added some things to the spec. There's some uh, new changes coming down the pike. Isn't that right, Ramesh? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, we are working on a, a brand new specification. Today, what's out there and released in the market and well adopted is version 1.2. Um, you know, it's been fantastically well adopted. We're very pleased um, with, with how that's going. But we recognize that, that the market's moving forward, new customers are coming in with new requirements, um, and there's a clear trend for requirements. So we're working uh, very busily on the next specification, 1.3, and uh, we expect to release that um, around March or April next year. Mm-hmm. Now, and Ramesh, this isn't just like the fashion industry. you got all these people on board, and you're saying, okay, bell-bottoms now, everybody's got to change. These are real changes that are going to do real benefits to the industry, correct? Yeah, absolutely right. And, um, and you're, you know, it's, it's really not like the fashion industry. Everyone's not going to change at once either. You know, we have to bear that in mind. Uh, That's another very good point. There's going to be a uh, migration, as it were. That's right. So, you know, a lot of what we're doing is ensuring backward compatibility. Um, but obviously there's some new stuff, you know, as, as the market moves forward, um, you know, silicon gets to smaller geometries, um, you do have to, to stay on the front end of innovation. Uh, you know, and that's a lot of what the 1.3 spec is about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, th- why don't you uh, elaborate a little bit? Why don't, we, why don't you step back a little bit and talk about, you were saying, the new uh, participants and the needs. Why don't we start from that? What was the, ne- what was the specific issue that started cropping up and and then flesh it out to how it turned into this spec. Okay, great. So uh, th- there's really two two sets of customers. There's the uh, you know the, the first set who are very comfortable with the 1.2 spec. It works great for them. But now that they're using it, you know, they want to, to you know put to have more uh, items on the bus. They want to have more traffic on the bus essentially. So the bus really isn't quite fast enough for them. So the way we're addressing that is to increase the bus speed from today a maximum of 400 kilohertz up to 1 megahertz. So that's an immediate 2.5x improvement. Um, There's some commands in there currently today that, you know, maybe are a little bit clunky in how they're used. They they require uh, a lot of data bytes. Um, So some of those have been tweaked or some new ones added um, that are much more efficient in the transport of the data. So that in itself adds a further speed increase. So that's addressing mm-hmm. one set of customers. It's, you know, it's essentially the same bus, the same type of protocol, just running faster. Does that make sense, Alex? Yes, it makes, <coughs> Ramesh, it makes total sense. Now, and actually, it brings up some other questions because there are other groups who say that future needs will surpass the I2C and that the next generation, maybe not 1.3, but 2.0, is going to need a completely different bus to handle the data needs. 
Um, so that, that's a very good point, and, and we're, we're kind of taking that into account for 1.3. Um, we're actually adding a second bus. It's optional, um, but it's it's not based on I2C at all. In, in fact, the underlying transport is much more like uh, SPI, SPI, serial mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, You know, and that can get you know up to. I think the original right now we're defining it up to 50 megahertz. So you can see that's a, a quantum leap away from where we are today. Yes, it, but, that, but that's mostly because of the frequency increase, correct? That's the, yes, it's a frequency increase. Um, you know, that's, that's a 1,000 uh, times better or even 10,000 times better. Um, and really what's driving that need, I mean, why are we going there? Uh, we, you know, we've seen the... The, the, the processor manufacturers who are the front end of the industry, like Intel and AMD, um, who've had to come out with their own proprietary high-speed buses to be mm-hmm. able to, to command and control the voltage regulators. Um, that's great. If they're big companies, they can, they can do that, have their own buses. The rest of the industry, you know, they're not big enough. So coming out with a standard, uh, you know, they've been looking to us to really put a standard out there to enable them to have that kind of speed uh, for these very small geometry processes or SOCs or, or FPGAs. Um, and and we, we're calling this bus the AVS bus. Uh, so it will, be, it will exist in parallel with PM bus. It doesn't have to be, but um, that's really the, the, the primary concept. PM bus, slow speed, you know, up to one megahertz, We'll do a lot of the, the, the simple configuration. Um, and then the AVS bus will be able to command very high-speed voltage transitions um, between the, the voltage regulator and the, and the processor, as well as uh, have uh, telemetry data go back and forth extremely quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, Ramesh, that brings another question, and I'll admit it's a little bit of a blue sky question, but I'm a journalist. I get to ask dumb questions once in a while. Uh, it makes me think of almost a micro-thin client at the board level when then that begs the question, if I add more intelligence at the point of load, how much of the demand on the bus can I reduce? Um, so certainly not a dumb question. Um, it's but a little out there. <laughs> it, it is a little bit, but it's it's a very good question. So the the communication path is a, is maybe a little bit different from from uh, how it's been used today traditionally. Today, PM bus is used and will continue to be used more at the system, the platform level management. So from some kind of platform intelligence down to a VR to find out what the VR is doing. This new bus, AVS bus, is not, is not that interface. It's actually from the VR to the ASIC that is controlling its own voltage. So it's mm-hmm. a very short distance, point to point. That data will not really be accessible to the platform, um, although it can, but at, at a much so it doesn't really reduce any traffic necessarily. It's simply enabling a new function, which is the ASIC controlling its own voltage very quickly and dynamically, rather well, than the 
Right, right, right. And Ramesh, you're absolutely right, 100%. But there was also a very, uh, in, in another podcast that we had, I'm not going to tell so my audience will have to listen to them all to know which one. But um, in an earlier podcast, and this very same topic, not this exact topic of PM bus, but the topic of intelligent management, it was also out that a secondary and not insignificant benefit is your yields go up on the ASICs, because now that the ASIC no longer has a rigid VIN, it can, you know, you've got the leeway of the flexibility of the point-of-load converter's ability to provide that voltage now, and the, since the, now the ASIC can go, say, plus or minus 10%, bingo, your yields may go up 5%, because now you're allowing chips that before only ran on 0.9 or 1.2 instead of... Uh, the one that you, the one volts you're shooting for. You follow me? Yeah, exactly right. That's one of the biggest motivations that uh, these processor or you know ASIC vendor companies are, you know, are looking to do this. Um, it's it's improving their yield very significantly. Some people look at the yield. Some companies look at it at binning, so you can actually divide up the processes and, and speed bin them essentially by voltage. You know, and mm-hmm, each. Mm-hmm. Each, each ASIC chip, you know, can have have at trim the voltage that it needs to run, and each one will be individual, and it will communicate with its voltage regulator on the board to get that voltage optimized. That, so that that is a very big driving factor behind what's happening here. the The other part of it is uh, efficiency. You know, as, as well, the world exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the ASIC is really in the best position to know how well it's performing and what its demands are going to be. And so if it can communicate that very quickly to the voltage regulator, then you've got the, the, the opportunity to have an extremely efficient system. Well, and that's why the entire, uh, well, digital management is actually an offspring of a distributed power architecture, but it was all the original goal was to increase efficiencies and reduce uh, redundancy in the system system and ensure that the entire system is optimum and the migration to the digital control is simply a greater ability to manage that and to further decentralize the heavy lifting in the power system. Exactly. It's that decentralization and putting the intelligence where it's really needed and can be best utilized. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We are in complete agreement, Ramesh. Now, um, are there any other aspects to it that you think that the uh, audience should know, or are there still some things in flux that maybe you might want some input if you're open to that in the group? I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, So we we released the first draft uh, in September, um, so very recently, and we are in the process of collecting feedback. Uh, We have done, we have received some very good feedback from customers. Uh, some of which will be incorporated uh, into the new specification. So absolutely uh, a goal of this podcast for me personally is to reach out to your listeners uh, and, you know, and, uh, and please contact the, the PMBUS organization with, uh, with any request that, that you would like to see for the new 1.3 spec. Uh, we are very close to locking it to finalizing as we do want to release in, uh, in April-May timeframe. Uh, but absolutely, customer feedback is extremely valuable. Excellent, excellent, Ramesh. Now, uh, do you have any final thoughts for our audience before we close out the podcast? 
Um, I think just simply to say I'm very excited about the direction of, of 1.3. I, I think PMBUS 1.2 has been a, a fantastic success, and it will continue for a very long time. Um, and, and I really expect uh, 1.3 to build on that um, and really capture the, the imagination of the market. Well, excellent. And I agree with you. Um, I've always been a big one on uh, level of technology is a primary factor of how precisely you can control power, and that applies at every single level. And uh, control methodologies like PMBUS and whatever lies in the future are essential, and they have to be industry-wide or they are useless. Yes, exactly, and that's the goal of PMBUS is standardizing you know, putting our arms around as many market segments as we can, uh, you know, and bringing the robustness, uh, you know, and quality that, that's required for power systems. It's, it's something that can never go down. Agreed. Agreed. And, uh, well, no electric, electronics without electricity. I mean, without power, nothing would move. So it's important that uh, we take the power we have and uh, use it in the most effective way possible, right? Exactly right, Alex. <laughs> so thank you, Ramesh. I appreciate tremendously you taking the time. And uh, IRs are lucky people to have you on their team as well. And I'm glad you came. Thank you. I've uh, pre- uh, enjoyed talking with you. Oh, the pleasure was mine. And I'd like to also thank uh, the people out there in the audience who take the time to listen to us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul on Power. Have a great day. <laughs>